Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio Classics, where we take a look at a classic episode with some behind-the-scenes information, a little director commentary at the end of the episode. This is a really interesting one, and I recently listened to it because I'm always searching for episodes to be able to do behind-the-scenes stuff on, and when I heard this one, I said, yep, I got a lot of <laughs> I got a lot to say about this episode. So everyone strap in, listen to the episode, and then there will be bonus content at the end of the episode as we delve into the question, is Kevin Spacey's video a warning to the elite? Episode 131 of Dead Rabbit Radio starts now. What exactly is going on at the Gatwick Airport? Are they being plagued by drones, or is there something else keeping the planes grounded? And then we take a look at the absolutely bizarre video that Kevin Spacey made and the conspiracy theories already swirling around it today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you're having a great day too. This is actually Christmas Day for me. I'm recording this on Christmas Day. No snow! <laughs> no white Christmas for all those other people, which means a good Christmas for me. So the first thing I want to talk about, though, is, again, something that just fell on my lap. I just saw the trailer for Jordan Peele's new movie, Us. Now, Jordan Peele started off on Mad TV, which I love Mad TV. He did Key and Peele. I wasn't a huge fan of that show. I didn't watch a lot of it, though, to be fair. Then he did Get Out. Get Out, I think, was a very solid thriller. It wasn't a horror movie, but it was a solid thriller. It was kind of a, spoiler alert, Stepford Wives, but with black people instead of women. And when I was watching it and when I saw the trailer for Get Out, I was like, this guy has a visual eye. This guy really has a, a really cool, unique visual eye. The movie ended up becoming a big hit, won a couple Academy Awards. I think the biggest flaw of that movie was the TSA agent character. Didn't really work. Didn't really work for me. But I did think that Get Out was a solid thriller. Don't think it was as great as everyone thought it was, but it was definitely, for a first-time director, it was it was very, very, very good. Enjoyed it. I recommended it. I just tell people it's not the greatest horror movie you're going to see. So when I found out just today, I saw that he had released a trailer on Christmas Day for a new movie called Us. And the first thing that popped in my head was, uh, this is going to be Oscar bait. Because once you get a taste of that sweet, sweet Oscar love, could you go back to making, in, in a sense, a schlocky horror film? And I started watching the trailer, and he went balls-to-the-wall schlocky horror film. Whatever, I am so impressed by Jordan Peele right now. Absolutely floored. Because I think any other director... After making a low-budget horror movie and getting all of that Oscar love, would try go, start make, going the crash route, trying to go for these Oscar bait films. No, no, he the movie looks so bizarre, and you're I'm watching the trailer and I keep waiting for some modeling scene. Like I I don't know what the movie's about. I I put the trailer in and it's showing all this stuff, and I'm thinking, oh, they're gonna it's gonna get it's gonna get like Oscar baity. And it's not. Totally blew me away. And you're watching it and you're like, oh, I recognize that. It's probably like the Strangers or something. They're probably surrounded by some rich people who don't want them in their neighborhood. And that's why, because the cat, who are trying to get them out of their house. And it's going to be kind of like this us versus them thing. And it's going to be the Strangers, but with a racial tone to it. 
Absolutely not. The movie is so bizarre looking. And again, it's his visual eye for horror. I think we may be seeing the birth, and I may be speaking too soon, but I think we may be seeing the birth of a new Wes Craven, of a new Toby Hooper. Jordan Peele knows how to do horror. This is absolutely... I did love the trailer for Get Out. I saw the movie, and it met my expectations of that movie. This movie, again, you watch the trailer. The visuals are great. It looks super weird, and I can't figure it out. I've seen so many trailers. Like, I saw the trailer for Shutter Island. It was like, oh, he's an inmate. person next to me was like, what? It's like, yeah, he's the inmate. I saw the trailer for The Sixth Sense. No, no, no. I saw the trailer for The Village, and I was like, oh, that's takes place in modern times. And my little brother's like, Whoa. how'd you get that just from the trailer? He didn't believe me. He's like, you're wrong. And he told all his friends. Yeah, my brother, he thinks he knows everything. He says the village takes place in modern times. And then when they saw it, his friends were mad at him for spoiling it. He's like, I thought I didn't know. I didn't know that was the ending. But I watched this trailer. I'm like, I have no idea what this is about. Even when I watched the trailer for Get Out, I think I kind of got an idea for what the twist would be. But not really. But this movie, definitely, I was like, what, what, what's going on? What's going on? Check it out. The trailer's called Us. It looks great. So congratulations, Jordan Peele. I think you might be probably one of the best horror movie directors working right now if you're able to pull this movie off. And the only reason I laugh about that is because he came from Mad TV and Key and Peele, and he's a comedy guy. But he probably had a passion for horror all along. So good on you, Jordan. So our next story is a request from Nooch on YouTube. So, let's get on board the Carpenter Copter and go for a ride. We're going to Britain. Merry old England. The big blue island or something. The Emerald Isle. Is that what it's called? I think that's Ireland. We're going to England. We're going to the place of kings and queen. I just came up with that one. And knights of the round table. And Stonehenge, I think, is over there. It might be in Wales. And what else comes from England? Bunch of dragons, I guess. That's all. So anyways, we're in Britain now. And the Carpenter Copter... So we're coming in. And of course, we're going to an airport. So we're going in style Carpenter Copter. Those are the rotors slowing down. Got to check engine light. No, no, no. Okay, we're not going to go through the whole, like, end of the flight procedure. I'm like, I'm sitting reading a manual as you're like, are you going to tell the story? Yes, I'm going to tell the story, dude. I just got to make sure I shut all the instrumentation off. Okay, so anyways, we get off the helicopter. We're at Gatwick Airport. And we get there and immediately surrounded by police. And no, it's not because of any outstanding warrants I may or may not have. It's because we violated international airspace, but also because currently, well, at this time when we landed, no flights were allowed to take off. We're like, oh, well, we're just landing. Here, look at, let me go through my instruments. They're like, no, 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 get away from the gears. Get, just get out of the helicopter, sir. So we get out and we find out that from December 19th to December 21st, over 1,000 flights had been canceled or delayed. Actually, I should rephrase that so it sounds more dramatic. Between December 19th and December 21st, over 1,000 flights had been delayed or canceled outright. And the reason why was because people were seeing drones fly overhead. People would be like, oh my God, there's a drone right over these planes trying to take off. 
A drone hitting a plane in flight would be devastating. I don't know why, because they're so tiny, but I guess if it, like, flew into the engine or, like, had suction cups and landed on the windshield and the pilot's like, oh, I can't see. It's like spraying oil. I mean, come on, dude. A drone hits a wing of an airplane, it's getting demolished. Do drones, can drones really weigh more than, like, the fattest geese or goose? You know? But anyways, apparently if a plane hits a drone, it's bad news. So I'm not going to test that, but... I'm sure there's some YouTube videos showing that. But anyway, so planes shouldn't hit drones is the moral of that story that Jason doesn't believe. But but the airport was like, we can't take off. There's drones flying overhead. 67 sightings of these drones. People would be sitting there. They'd be eating their crumpets and drinking their tea. They'd look out the windows in the airport and that's not an airplane noise. That's a drone flying by. They're like, ah. Pilots said that, oh man, I saw a drone fly by. I was sitting here in the break room, and they're like, are you sure that wasn't the noise an airplane made? He's like, I'm positive that was the noise of a drone. 67 sightings of these drones. The airport's like, we can't let these planes take off. Now, the police begin investigating it. They end up arresting a local couple. They're like, oi, 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 breaking down the door. The couple is like building a drone in the back. No, the couple was actually completely innocent. And so the cops arrested them, released them the next day. And by that point, a bunch of newspapers had published their names and photographs. And in Britain, unless someone is charged with the crime, this is a new law, you can't do that. So this couple is going to sue all these newspapers and websites in Britain and make a ton of money out of this. They said, we had nothing to do with this. Then the next day, an officer giving an interview, a police officer giving an interview says, there may not have been any drones in the first place. So at this point, Everyone's flipping out. This was a busy airport the weekend before Christmas. 140,000 people impacted by these diversions, delays, and cancellations. And now you have a police officer saying there may not have been any drones. This is the weird thing. So after he said that, he got rebuked by the, the police organization, the cops, the bobbies. And they said, that's a miscommunication. There were drones. But 140,000 people were impacted by this. The people who showed up at the airport, they're basically trapped there for a long period of time because they're waiting for the next flight. You had the whole crew. You had the airport. You had all their security cameras. You had everyone with a cell phone camera. Not a single video or a photo of a drone was taken from this airport. There have been some photos that have popped up online and people are like, look it, it's a drone. But these photos are undated. The police have no proof. As of right now that they're revealing that there are any drones and all the security camera footage, there's no video footage of any drones whatsoever as of now. And there's no photographs that have been released. So where, are, where is all this video and photographic evidence that these drones even existed? Everyone is in, has their back to the wall. The police, if there were drones, they have to catch the people doing it. The airport, if there were no drones, there's going to be mass firings. If it turns out that this was just some case of mass hysteria, that one person in a crowd thought they saw a drone, and that story spread to eventually became, yes, I saw a drone, I saw three of them, or whatever, that's going to be a huge problem. Now, the story started on December 19th. It was about two days ago when the couple was arrested and released. It was a, a roughly one day ago when the police officer said, we don't know if there's any drones in the first place. 
The conspiracy theories have already started rolling. Let me go back to the drone thing real quick, too. The police, the only piece of evidence they found so far is a broken drone on the outside of the airport. And even they're like, we don't know how long this has been here. Could have been here for a while. Could have been here during this flap. We don't know. But anyways, the conspiracy theories have already started rolling in. One, the conspiracy is, is that Britain is testing the public. The government of Britain purposely set out the story that there are drones flying around because they wanted to ground those flights. Why, you ask? Because they wanted people, they want to see how people will react when Brexit finally takes effect and people are trapped in Britain. Now, never mind the fact that that's not what Brexit is. Brexit doesn't turn Britain into George Orwell's Oceana. It's not a prison island at that point and you can't leave because people from britain aren't allowed in europe anymore it's not what that is but that's one of the conspiracy theories as ill thought out as it is the other one of course is aliens there was some sort of alien craft or alien interference above that airport and the government was like just shut it down it's not worth having a plane crashing into this invisible ufo that nobody can see just say there's a bunch of drones flying around of course i love the ufo angle But there's less evidence for that than there are of drones. I think at the end of the day, when everything is said and done, the police will try, they'll find one sliver of of evidence that there was a drone in the area, and they'll either say, and the suspect got away, or they'll pin it on somebody. I think that's what the airport wants. I think that's what the police wants. But I think the most likely suggestion is it is a case of mass hysteria. People see a drone, or think they see a drone, and that story spreads to eventually anything that is slightly out of the ordinary. A bird that kind of has like a limp wing, or, you know, a cloud that kind of looks like uh, a drone. It's all shaped with rotors. Anything out of the ordinary, people are like, oh my god, that's a drone, because that's what your mind is thinking of. I think it's mass hysteria. I bet you they'll never catch anyone involved in this. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. But again, how? Do, why are they going for that angle when there is no evidence whatsoever? They might as well said there was just a bunch of ghosts on the runway. There's as much evidence for that. And you could be like, well, you didn't find a broken drone. Be like, yeah, but there's like probably a guy died here, right? Like a thousand years ago. Maybe like King Richard got stabbed. And be like, yeah, probably. So... Ghosts or drones or ghosts of drones, but most likely mass hysteria. That's what's going on at Gatwick. That's my opinion. But I could be wrong. Probably not, though. We'll find out. Okay, so our next story is probably... I I almost don't even know what category it falls into. It's both conspiracy and true crime. And it might be the true crime angle. It might be one of the dumbest pieces in my... I can't believe that he did this. So let's get for a little, I mean, for a little bit of setup, Kevin Spacey, the actor who was accused of molesting dozens of boys and young men, he was just yesterday, he was charged with assault of this 18 year old kid that he got drunk. And basically the kid was saying, I couldn't consent. Now that wasn't the only accusation that was made against him but that's the one he's being charged in right now what's weird so this is the sequence of events that happened yesterday he gets charged with the sexual assault case and then within an hour probably more like within 30 minutes of the charges officially being announced kevin spacey releases a video on youtube which they just must be thrilled about so and the video is called let me be frank which is really 
he played the character Frank Underwood on House of Cards, which was like he was a like a lowly House leader in the U.S. House of Representatives. And he basically schemes and murders his way up to be president of the United States. He ended up getting kicked off the show and killed off screen after he was accused of all these horrible crimes. And he's been gone ever since. Not just the character, but Kevin Spacey kind of had a media blackout. So he gets charged in, I believe it was New York, for this rape, for this sexual assault. And within a half hour, he releases this video. Now, I have my own theory about that. The video is not really heavily edited. It looks like it could have been done all in one take. But it has good lighting, and you can hear sound effects. And he has makeup on, and all that stuff. So it wasn't like he found out he was getting charged and he's like, hey, Bruno, grab the camera. We're going to make this video. I bet you anything he made the video and had planned to release it. And the police found out that he was going to release this video and they charged him. They were going to charge him anyways, but they timed the charge to come out right before the video. They may not have known the exact time it was going to be released, but I bet you someone in Spacey's organization or somehow they found out and they said, we'll charge him on Christmas Eve. Because on Christmas Eve, he's going to release this video. We don't want to do it after he releases the video because then it will just look weird. Well, the whole thing is bizarre. But the time, I bet you anything, the police knew that video was coming out. They charged him. Because if Kevin Spacey got charged and then decided to release the video, he's absolutely insane. So this is the video. The video is him standing. And again, it's not just, I'm not just going to talk about, there's already, the video's been out for less than 24 hours. There's already a ton of conspiracy theories involving this video. But I'm going to read you the transcript. My little brother, when he sent this to me, he goes, it almost sounds like he's talking to his victims. And when I watched it, that was the exact same feeling I got. Video starts off with Kevin Spacey washing his hands. That's important with the conspiracy theory stuff. And he does this really weird accent, which I guess he has on House of Cards. But anyways, he looks right at the camera. He looks right at you. He goes, I know what you want. Oh, sure, they may have tried to separate us, but what we have is too strong, too powerful. I mean, after all, we shared everything, you and I. Gross, dude. Gross. I don't know what his intended audience is for this. I think you can I think I can kind of figure it out, but it does sound like he's talking to a young man in a dark room. I told you my deepest, darkest secrets. I showed you exactly what people are capable of. I shocked you with my honesty, but mostly I challenged you and made you think you trusted me even though you knew you shouldn't. That's so gross. Why Yes, yes. Nobody should have trusted you, Kevin Spacey. This It's absolutely bizarre he released this. And made you think and you trusted me even though you knew you shouldn't. So we're not done no matter what anyone says. There's part of me that thinks this video could actually be considered witness tampering. I, it does seem like he's talking to his victims. We're not done no matter what anyone says it really feels like witness tampering to me and besides i know what you want okay so and then it has this little thing where he's talking about waiting i don't want to read the whole thing because just for time but he says you know i know you guys have been waiting with bated breath for me to come back we're gonna skip ahead but you would this part this part really set me off The whole thing sets me off. But you wouldn't believe the worst without evidence, would you? 
You wouldn't rush to judgment without facts, would you? Did you? No, not you. You're smarter than that. How... I, this video right now, the like to dislike ratio is actually about 70% like to 30% dislike. I think a lot of that is people are liking the gutsiness of it. But this idea that I would be on his side if I'm smarter, he hasn't been convicted of anything. That's I'll give him that. Like He hasn't been convicted of anything in a court of law. But this idea that I would believe you if I was smarter is so condescending. Absolutely condescending. But anyways, and I don't like being condescended to him. Then he, part of the thing is, is that this is where he starts to get, he's doing the, like I said, the impression of the character Frank Underwood from House of Cards. But then he starts kind of addressing it specifically, where he's like, you know, I got, this was an unsatisfying ending. It could have been a great send off. Like he starts talking, because they killed his character off screen. He kind of starts talking about that. But here's what's weird. Again, that's some understatement. If you and I've learned nothing else these past years, it's that in life and art, Nothing should be off the table. We weren't afraid, not of what we said, not of what we did, and we're still not afraid because I can promise you this. If I didn't pay the price for the things we both know I did, I'm certainly not going to pay the price for things I didn't do. So again, that is a specific reference, I believe, to the allegations against him. That's not the Frank Underwood character. That's him. And that plays a big part of the conspiracy thing we're going to talk about as well, that last statement. Then he follows that up by, well, of course, they're going to say I'm being disrespectful, not playing by the rules like I ever played by anyone's rules. But I never did, and you loved it. Anyhow, despite all the poppycock, the animosity, the headlines, the impeachment without a trial, despite everything, despite even my own death, which can be read as the death of Frank Underwood, which is how I think it's going to be. Uh, some conspiracy theorists say that it's the death of Kevin Spacey as a persona, but even my own death, I feel surprisingly good. And my confidence grows each day that soon enough, you will know the full truth. Wait a minute. Now that I think of it, you never actually saw me die, did you? Conclusions can be so deceiving. Miss me. And then the video ends. Now, that last part, he puts on a ring from the show, which is a character, a ring that Frank Underwood wears in the show. And it's funny because Netflix has issued no comment on this. Netflix, they're the ones who produce House of Cards. They have had no comment on this. He's basically setting himself back up as a character in a show that at this point is off the air. It's not even new episodes are being made. It's almost fan fiction. But a stupid, stupid, delusional, bizarre video for a man accused of multiple rapes and sexual assaults to put out on Christmas Eve. In the video, he's wearing a Christmas apron. You can hear like a party going on in the background, but it's just an audio effect. No one wants to hang out with this guy. So... Why did he do it? Part of it could be the egotism. Part of it could be he's absolutely nuts. But the conspiracy theory comes in like this. He's dead. And this is a deep fake. We talked about that on a previous episode. Where deep fake is you use AI and thousands and thousands of images of somebody. And you can actually have a different person move 
around, but you can have the other person's face digitally put on. Some of it's convincing, some of it's not. But the first conspiracy theory going around right now is that he is dead, and this is a deep fake. This is He's completely computer-generated. It's a real person, but with Kevin Spacey's face? Unlikely, but possible. I'd probably say it's 0.01% possible. The other conspiracy theory is that he's not dead, but it's still a deep fake. People are like, look at his mouth. Like, you can look at the way his neck turns. It's not how a human moves his neck or his mouth. It is. The other ones are a little more intriguing. So, in the beginning of the video, he washes his hands. And... I'm not saying, when I say intriguing, I'm not saying these are true, but they're interesting, and we'll go through them, but at the beginning of the video, he's washing his hands, and the part of the conspiracy theory is, is that he's washing his hands in a religious sense, he's washing his hands of his past sins. In the video, he starts drinking from a coffee mug. It is a coffee mug that has a quote from Queen Elizabeth on it, about, let me find the exact quote, actually, that'll be interesting. Oh, that's great. Um, the Reddit thread, which I'm not a huge fan of Reddit, but they uh, the thread's been deleted. That's great. But I was able to find a picture of the mug. It's a mug from the, what is it, the castle? Where do they live? Buckingham Palace? And it says, throughout all my life and with all my heart, I shall strive to be worthy of your trust. That is a quote from Queen Elizabeth II. Kevin Spacey apparently is knighted. I don't know if that is actually accurate. I saw that on that Reddit thread that is now the photo. The thread's still up, but the guy who started it deleted it. It's Reddit. I hate Reddit. But anyways, they're saying that that mug is showing his connection to the elite. Even though you can buy that mug at a gift shop, somehow that connects him to the elite. And making statements like, soon enough you will know the full truth. And again, the... I, you know, you trusted me even though you knew you shouldn't, so we're not done no matter what anyone says. Those are veiled threats towards the elite. I have dirt on all of you guys. And if I'm not going to be punished for stuff that I did, and I didn't do these particular crimes I'm being accused of, then you don't know me. And so the whole video is this veiled threat. If he's guilty, he would know other pedophiles and other sexual assaulters in Hollywood or in politics. Because they tend to run in packs, like like predators. You, you swap information. You that kid's really cool. He doesn't tell anyone. You know this person. He's kind of into it, but you know whatever. I you know so they kind of will swap tips. It's really disgusting. So they have this network. But I think that if he was going to name names, what would be the point of him releasing a video saying he was going to do that? Maybe is it kind of like a dead man switch where this video is saying if you do not help me get out of these charges. I will talk. So this is either this is either the video of a total crazy egotist. It's either a guy, a washed up actor trying to get back on his show somehow. It's either a witness tampering and not very veiled threats to his victims or oh or or there's a couple more. I forgot. He's dead, and it's a CGI Kevin Spacey. He's alive, and it's a CGI Kevin Spacey. Or, it's the real Kevin Spacey threatening the powers that be that if they don't save him, he will topple all of them. The first one's completely insane, him being an egotist. The other one, him trying to get back onto a show that's been canceled, is just kind of sad. But the conspiracy theories are already rolling. There was a lot of questions of why he put, what ring he put on, and why he put it on when he did, and so and so. 
the conspiracy theory community is really diving into this hard to try to figure out what this means. And we'll find out soon enough because he's been charged with that crime. So they will arrest him or he can turn himself in. And if he walks into the police station and walks back out, we know he gave them a ton of names. If he walks into that police station and does this big thing during court and he's like, this person's a pedophile and that person, you're a pedophile and you're a pedophile and you're a pedophile. And everyone's like, what? Point. I mean, like if he makes a big show of it, but most likely he will get arrested and he will plea down and get two months suspended sentence or something like that. And then, you know, the thing about that is that's just because he, he'll have good lawyers and the evidence will be, you know, he said, he said. But even when that happens, people will be like, Mm-mm-mm. the Illuminati got his warning in that YouTube video. And that's why he got off scot-free and just shows how self-perpetuating sometimes conspiracy theories are. So I don't give much credence to the hidden messages to the Illuminati in it because you think he could do that more effectively than releasing a YouTube video. You think, okay, and, and let me just say one last thing about the threats to the Illuminati. It would be very, that would, it's a very dangerous game to play. Because he could be like saying, yes, I know your, or even not the Illuminati, just other powerful pedophiles. He could be like, I know your secrets and you have to help me or I'll let, you know, all start mouthing off. You don't ever say stuff like that because you're just going to get killed. Because even if I uphold my end of the bargain, let's say that I go, okay, I will help you get off, but you can't, not like that, Kevin Spacey. I will help you get free, and in return, you will never name me. And Kevin Spacey goes, oh yeah, totally. And then I help you get free. You can hold that over me forever. It's not like you, I help you get free, and then your memory gets erased from all knowledge of me. Next time you do anything, or next time you're just bored on a Wednesday, you call me up and you're like, hey man, give me a pizza, or I'm totally going to out you as a pedophile. Like, I know now that you're such a untrustworthy person that... There's only the only option I have to protect myself is to take you out. So if Kevin Spacey dies in the next couple months or before trial or something like that, then I'll give a little more credence to the fact that maybe he was trying to threaten the elite, the pedophilic elite with this. But like I said, most likely he'll get arrested. He'll get a completely short sentence and he won't get any Cosby time. And they'll people will be like, that's because the elite stepped in. No, that's just the way our broken justice system works sometimes deadrabbitradio at gmail.com is going to be our email address you can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio twitter is at jason o carpenter dead rabbit radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast you don't have to listen to it every day but i'm glad you listened to it today have a great one and have a merry christmas because today's actually christmas bye there we go episode 131 is Kevin Spacey's video a warning to the elite? And really, that question, to me, signifies that this is a very weak episode in Dead Rabbit Radio. Not because I don't like the stories, I do, but this episode's something that I try not to do, and that's do topical content. I like the show to be evergreen. I like it that if you just discovered the show this year, you can go back and listen to the previous five years of episodes, and they feel new to you. I'm not really talking about news that is happening that week. Because sometimes there is stuff I want to talk about. Sometimes I have to address something that's going on. It's just so much in the conspiracy theory or the paranormal world. But it's like right now as I'm recording this, we're having that weird mystery about that uh, woman, that very attractive woman on the plane who's yelling, everyone get off or I'm going to get off or you're going to die or whatever it was. (laughs) There's not a real person on the plane. There's not a real person on the plane. And I'm getting off this plane. First off, it's a super fascinating story. 
Right. Super fascinating story. And then some guy showed up and he said that he was the man that she was referring to. And he was a Mason and he had all of these occult image images tattooed onto his skin. He can, we don't know if that's true. I mean, he released a video. We There's no proof that he was actually on that plane as far as I know at this point. I find it very interesting that she has not been identified in this world where apparently people get doxxed for doing something outlandish in public. We still don't know who she is. And there's things that I want to say about the story, and I probably will. I'll probably let it die down a bit, because when you cover something that's topical, you run the risk of it not being evergreen. And so with this episode, you notice everything I'm talking about is super recent. First off, I go on for I don't know how long. The whole thing about Get Out and Us, nowadays I would have put in the middle of the episode. That's too long to start an episode. I'd still be that enthusiastic about it. I, did, I ended up never seeing Us. I never saw Nope. Um, and just recently on an episode, I told I was just recently recording an episode and I said, I like Get Out, but I can't stand the comedy elements. And that, that opinion's definitely been true all of these years. I do think Jordan Peele's a very talented horror director. I want to see more stuff from him, but... I probably would have moved that to the middle of the episode. It takes a little long for it to get started. And then I start talking about something that now, five years later, or three or four years later, I had a vague recollection of. Remember when those drones, or those UFOs, or whatever they were, were flying over the airport? You're, I'm sure you forgot about it, too, until you heard this episode. And then you're like, oh, yeah. That was a big thing in UFOology for, like, a week. And so the fact that we talked about it on the podcast is not because it's not interesting, but it, it requires you to know of that event. And even this episode, I'm not going to criticize the episode the whole time. There's a lot of really good things to say about it. Some people don't like it when I nitpick stuff, but even the title of this episode is Kevin Spacey's video, A Warning to the Elite. That makes no sense if you don't know what's going on. And I'm talking about it in this video. So it doesn't have that. You have to have kind of a working knowledge. Now, that I think the episode's fine, but that's a reason why I try to stay away from topical content. I will end up covering the woman on the airplane story at some point, because that one's really intriguing to me. Just the fact that we don't know where she is. I'm starting to develop some conspiracy theories about it, and society at large because of it. It's, it's, it's quite odd, but I like these stories. I really do. I think they're good stories. I think it's funny because this is the episode where I've said multiple times I'm recording this on Christmas. What I'm thinking, and this happens, this happened a lot in the early days. It ha doesn't happen as much now because I have a better research flow. But it used to be that I would get off work and be like, oh, I have an episode due in like two hours and I don't even know what I'm <laughs> I don't even know what I'm going to be doing the topics on. So it may have just these stories fell in my lap. If Definitely if it's Christmas time, I was probably under the gun through work. I was probably under the gun just through getting preparations for the holidays. I, I do like this episode, though. But I did want to mention that this is one of those episodes that everything in it is super topical. There's a new movie trailer came out. You're like, Jason, that movie's like three years old at this point. Talk about an ongoing thing at an airport. Fascinating story. I did think it was interesting. And then the whole idea of Kevin Spacey's video. What I find, what I do like about doing hot takes in the moment is I find it very, very interesting. When I was re-listening to this episode, I go, is he really warning the elites that if he goes down, he's going to take other people with him? Is that really what's going on? Well, I'll, I guess we'll find out if all charges are dropped. And all, all charges have been dropped. Kevin Spacey is Teflon. 
like none of them stuck to him. The original Anthony Rapp allegation, which was heartbreaking. I remember staying up late when that article dropped the first expose. Anthony Rapp is an actor. He's on the new Star Trek Discovery show. He was like 15 or 16 years old. And he said Kevin Spacey tried doing this stuff to him at a party. I remember being like, this is this is awful. If this is true, this is terrible. That has been dismissed. Pretty much every allegation against him has been dismissed. The only thing he doesn't have now is his career back. But that's just around the corner. Because they cannot stick any charges to him. And you already have Louis C.K. I mean, obviously, I think there's a difference between Louis C.K. masturbating in front of women and stuff involving kids. I mean, they're both gross. But I could see people being like, yeah, he's a weirdo and he did that and he shouldn't have. And technically it is illegal. It's exposing yourself. But whatever. right? <laughs> whatever. I could see people trying to be stuck in that gray area with Louis C.K. The, the Kevin Spacey stuff with kids, with teens and, and you know, kind of young teens was where he was kind of at. But anyways, the only thing he doesn't have back is his career. So it's very interesting listening to this episode with the hindsight that he does beat every single charge against him. He's been charged with new stuff since that video, and he's beaten those charges. So he, he, he'll he start doing indie movies. Someone's going to sign him up. He'll be back. He'll be back. The story I find is super intriguing. It's interesting on a technical standpoint. You notice that I read what he said. That was 100% a YouTube decision. It, it, and this is one of those things, I know a lot of people like to listen on YouTube. It's a lot easier to find. It's a lot easier to listen to on YouTube. But sometimes the compromises you have to make is I can't actually use his audio because I'll get a copyright strike from YouTube. It's a lot harder to get a copyright strike on the podcasting world. That's why a lot of times you'll hear your favorite podcast playing music from the radio. They'll play like a hit song or they'll play some cut, some indie record song. They don't have permission to do that. They're just doing that because copyright law and podcasting haven't really caught up to each other. YouTube would have taken it down. So I, I, I don't know if that makes the episode better or worse. Me doing an accent of a me. I hate also reading stuff that perverts say in my voice because it's so easy to clip. And they're like, uh, what did Jason mean when he said that he'd be back from the grave? What does that mean? He said it. Here's the clip. But yeah, so that that was part of that. I, I find it very interesting. I love delving into conspiracies like this. I don't do it very often on the show because a lot of times it's narratively not interesting. I have a story. I, I had a story that I was going to do about Charlie XCX. She's a singer and she was doing this video with this uh, very satanic occult imagery. And she's told people coming into the industry, whenever someone asks you to do something, you say yes, no matter what it is. Always say yes. She goes, that's how I got to where I'm at right now. Always say yes. And that's probably bad advice to give to anybody entering the entertainment industry or any any industry. Because you'll just get taken advantage of. But it's it, it kind of rang as both, you know, saying you're going to have to do stuff that you may not want to. You may have to sell out. It also came down to having this woman say you may have to give sexual favors to people and just say yes. It'll It'll benefit you. And then it could also be... Read in a, she didn't specifically say that, but I'm saying these are the ways you can read into it. If someone says, just say yes, no matter what, you could also see the occult lifestyle, the dark occult followers in Hollywood, in the entertainment industry, just say yes if they want you to 
you know, sacrifice a goat or sacrifice your mom, you just say, yes, it'll be better for it. Um, I, I never covered the story because I couldn't figure out an entertaining way to do the narrative. I Right now I have a story about Black China ready to go. It's a very interesting in the world of conspiracy theory. She has converted to Christianity. She's made a big deal about getting a make under. She had some of her plastic surgery undone, like she had some fillers put in. She had them removed. She stopped wearing so much makeup. She shut down her Instagram. She goes, I'm going to praise the Lord. I'm going to praise the Lord. I'm going to praise Christ. He's the true Savior. Here's a video clip of me being baptized. You can hear the demons leaving my body. Very, very interesting stuff. And her, and her mom says she's not authentic. She's an Illuminati plant, and this is a trap. And I don't hang out with my daughter anymore because if it's fake then I'm setting myself up to be sacrificed. I'll be some Illuminati, I'll be some Illuminati sacrifice. And if it's real, if she does, if she has actually converted to Christianity, then the Illuminati will kill her. And I don't want to be around when that happens because I might get killed too. So super interesting story, right? I'm just trying to figure out a, a way to tell it in a narrative fashion over the course of, you know, five, 10 minutes really go forward. This story allowed me to do that, this Kevin Spacey one, because I just was basically reading a, a script and kind of taking out parts of it. So the narrative function was there already. I hope, this, I hope this isn't boring for you. You're like, what? I hope this isn't boring for you. Sometimes I think that when I get into the nitty gritty, it could be a little boring. But those are the decisions, I think, that really help continue and create the show, Dead Rab Radio. This episode is also super interesting for this. I've talked about this before on the podcast. This was one of my biggest episodes ever. Episode 136 still is one of my most downloaded episodes ever by a wide margin. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people have listened to this episode. This episode, the episode about Ellen DeGeneres being thrown in jail, Tom Hanks uh, killing Isaac Cappy and being a clone, those episodes always stand head head and shoulders above the other ones as far as download numbers go, both on YouTube and on the podcast. And the reason why is because I'm talking about things that people are actively searching for at that moment. People were trying to figure out if Ellen DeGeneres was under house arrest. People want to find out if Tom Hanks killed Isaac Cappy. And those number, the numbers just go up so high. And, and this was one of the first episodes to do that. And I remember thinking, here's the thing. If I was a younger man, I would have made a different decision. It's what I call the Alex Jones effect. Now, because those episodes were so popular, like leaps and bounds, you can't even compare them, how popular those episodes are. I had to make a choice doing this show. I could do the show I love doing, which is this one, and be moderately successful. Or I could have instantly pivoted. Once I saw that these episodes... I mean, huge, huge numbers. Once I saw that those episodes were big, I could have done a follow-up episode, which I did do. I did do a follow-up episode about Kevin Spacey the following year when he released another Christmas video. I was actually disappointed the year after that when he didn't release one. I go, what? It was almost like a Christmas tradition. I could have then just started saying stuff that I didn't believe was true, but covered it very seriously, covered it daily, knew important facts about the ongoing Kevin Spacey elite war 
And then tomorrow we're going to talk more about Ellen DeGeneres. It turns out that she may be involved in Pizzagate within her very studio. And she's had people killed to cover it up and all this stuff, right? I wouldn't have believed the word of it. But I could have found stuff that backed it up. I could have reported it. And the show would have been huge. It's the Alex Jones effect. I don't believe that he honestly thought Sandy Hook was... What, what, what got him in trouble? It wasn't that Sandy Hook was an inside job so much. It was that it didn't happen at all. It wasn't that the government went into that school and murdered all those children. It wasn't a conspiracy theory like that. It was, it was fake. He, he was arguing that it never happened. He really covered it for just a couple episodes. But people were so hungry for information on that topic. And you had, I saw all those conspiracy theories online. I've seen a dozen conspiracy theories. You know, obviously we all have about Sandy Hook. It's tragic. But I've watched the documentaries. I've, I've seen all these YouTube videos about it, read articles about these different conspiracy theories from the point of view of the conspiracy theorists. And what happened was this was a group of viewers who they were voracious in their appetite for more information and they wanted a real investigation, uh, quote-unquote, as far as they're concerned, a real investigation into it. So when Alex Jones brought it up, you might have even had a guess the first time that it came up. I am almost certain that his numbers spiked. So you bring it up again and again and you're like, wow, I'm on a roll, I'm getting all this stuff. And now, I mean, he's been sued for like a billion dollars or whatever. The show's still on the air. Like, he's still doing stuff, but they took down Alex Jones. And, I mean, again, he was saying stuff that he wasn't true. And I honestly believe that he didn't believe it was true. But he chased the numbers, right? And that's not the first time he's done that. That's just really the most recent time. There are other times where I would see him start talking about stuff, and I'm like, dude, why Why are you making a big deal about this like this? But it was because that's what people wanted, even though I felt like he didn't actually believe that it was true. Well, And, and you know, here's the thing. Like, I could have completely changed the show, and I would have been on the level at this point of real raw news, taking in tens of thousands of dollars a month. If I gave that audience the content they wanted... And if I was a younger person, I might have made that decision. But this show is the show that I want to do. This show is the show that I would want to listen to. And that is why it was not necessarily a noble thing. It wasn't like, no, I stand for truth and justice. I talk about goblins, right? I talk about goblins and ghosts and conspiracy theories. And sometimes I'll talk about stuff, especially conspiracy theories, that I don't think are true. Like, monkeys don't exist. But I don't fool you into you thinking I, I think monkeys aren't real, right? I, I'm kind of pretty clear that I we're making fun of this conspiracy theory, anything on Real Raw News. But when you look at Real Raw News's reach versus Dead Rabbit Radio's reach, again, it's not even close. It's not even close. But I wanted to do the show that I wanted to do. It had nothing to do with truth, justice, and the American way. It just had to be with... I. I if I do this show, I will make more money and I will be more successful, but I won't be having as much fun. I'll be wallowing in the mud a lot. That's the thing that keeps me. I have an idea for a really, really dark true crime podcast. I've been toying with it for about a year or two. I'm still gathering articles for it, but it's so depressing. I go, how, how much of my week do I want to spend in the mud? 
And that, that that's how I look at that podcast. I, I mean, I find true crime immensely entertaining. And not entertaining in the sense like, you know, cats dancing, but I, I find it fascinating. But I don't want to constantly be on a search for the worst story to one-up, you know, the last seasons of stories. I'm like, well, I got to give them what they want. Got to find even more depraved stuff. So Dead Rabbit Radio is the show I want to do. And it's funny because when I listen back to these episodes, I think about the comedy or the timing or the editing and sometimes the placement of the stories, like this one, I think I could have waited a little bit longer. Maybe not had two stories in the same episode that were so of the moment, which would probably be the way I would have broken it up. That's the way I look at it. I don't look back and go, oh, this is dumb. I'm, I should never have covered this. I'm wasting people's time by covering this. I try to only cover stuff that I think is interesting and will be interesting five years from now. That's the show I want to make. That's the show I do. And it's funny to think because some of those decisions that I make on the fly work great. Remember early on in the when COVID first started off, before any conspiracy theories, like week one, week two of COVID, this daily podcast. So you can see when COVID hit and where the episodes were at. I made a decision behind the scenes. No COVID talk. None. We have a self-isolation special. And I think there was an episode predating that where I go, don't worry, it'll blow over. Because obviously I was looking at the news, right? In December, January, February, you were aware that something was going on. So I think I mentioned it the same way I talk about Ebola. It's the same way I'll talk about some weird disease anywhere in the world. But I made a decision behind the scenes and I talked to, you know, friends and confidants. I said, I'm not going to cover COVID. And the reason why I did that was people don't want to hear about it. I go, I'm not going to talk about this on the podcast because I'm sure a lot of people who listen to Dead Rabbit Radio are doing the same thing. That's all they're talking about. That's all they're reading. That's all they're seeing on the news. And for 45 minutes a day, they will get zero COVID. (laughs) I mean, hopefully they don't catch it at all, right? But you know what I mean? Like, no COVID talk. None. And it's funny because I made that decision not really think. I made that decision because I didn't want to think about it. And I'm sure you guys didn't want to think about it for just a moment in time. You you wanted to be completely distracted from it. That saved the show. That 100% saved the show. Because remember, I'm reading a ton of conspiracy theories at this point about COVID. And had I talked about them back then, the show would have got shut down. A hundred percent. Like before even knowing you weren't supposed to say stuff or your social media would get shut down and your YouTube channel would get shut down and all that stuff. I just said, I'm not going to talk about it because I don't want to think about it. And I'm sure you guys don't want to think about it either. And had I been like, hey, I read read a really interesting conspiracy theory about COVID, everything would have got shut down. I didn't figure none of you guys wanted to hear it. There's actually is an episode that never got released. It's about 30 minutes long. It's super boring. Like the first segment was about COVID. And this was like early days, like I think early March. And I'm sure I have it somewhere on my hard drive. I just never released it again because it was boring. And I thought you could tell I was super depressed recording it. I was trying to, you know, be optimistic. We'll get it under control, guys. But 
when I recorded, I remember sitting there in the haunted closet and I go, this sucks. Like, this is super boring. No one wants to hear this. And then after that, I made a decision. I'm just going to stop talking. I'm not even going to bring it up. I think there's a, a few references to it here and there. But really not. So intro, th- those those little interesting things that happen. That decision that was made just because I got tired of reading about it. I didn't want to make any content about it. Which is funny because now I have a story ready to go. It's not ready to go. I have the articles. I have to type up the notes about the COVID vaccine. <laughs> Jason, <whoa. laughs> Trust me, it's not what you expect. It's a really, really interesting story. It's based on medical journals. Uh, there's been some... Again, it's not... <laughs> Jason, whoa, it's not what you expect. It's a really crazy story. But hopefully we'll do that soon. Now I feel that... It's passed for the most part. I think we feel comfortable. Now that I've had it, well, you know, no big deal. Um, I think that it's passed for the most part. I think people can hear about it, at least, at least the more bizarre elements of it, and you don't get shut down anymore. But I thought that was interesting. Looking back, I go, wow, had I not made the decision to not talk about it because I didn't want to talk about it, this show would have got shut down. And that's the same thing. We'll finish it off like this. I could have had a more successful show if I was hyping up these conspiracy theories, Kevin Spacey fighting the elite and Ellen DeGeneres under house arrest and Hillary Clinton being executed in Guantanamo Bay while going through a jury to Chrome withdrawals. I, these episodes would have been huge episodes, but I think the podcast would have got shut down because again, you started going through that phase where anything conspiracy theory got bonked on the head by the algorithm. My TikTok channel was doing really, really good, and I did a I did a conspiracy TikTok. I usually do true crime, and I put it in hashtag conspiracy. My TikTok has never recovered from that. Like I was getting two, three thousand, sometimes ten thousand views on a TikTok. Now it's two hundred and fifty tops, and it's been like that for about a, eight months, ten months. So I think it really depends. I also think TikTok skews younger. YouTube is a bit older. That's why my audience on for the video of me skews women in like their thirties and, and older. And there's not a huge audience on TikTok for that. But anyways, um, very, very interesting story. I think this uh, behind the scenes is almost as long as the episode itself, but uh, yeah, that's a little bit of the behind the scenes and that decision to just keep doing the show. Cause you, everyone, when you're creating content, whether you're writing, making music, doing a podcast, whatever, you're going to be faced with a decision. Do you do what is successful Or do you stay true to you? Do you take Charlie XCX's advice and just say yes to whatever? Or do you keep plugging away and doing the show the way you want to? I believe that this show can be as big as the show that just does all of the crazy conspiracy theories. I just think it takes much longer and much more work to get it to that level. And there's no guarantee, obviously, but. So I don't think you should always say yes. I think that can lead you down a path that uh, after a couple miles you realize not only is it dark, not only is it unfamiliar, but you're so far down that road, you don't even know how to get back home. You can't even find the true you ever again. So you got to be careful. We're going to go ahead and wrap that up. We'll do another Dead Rabbit Radio classic tomorrow. Maybe these are out of order. I don't know. Or maybe not. Maybe this is the last one for this season. But uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this, and I'll see you guys soon.